Today, I'm going to give you 15 easy and fun icebreakers for your next gathering or meeting, whether you're meeting remotely, virtually, or face-to-face in the room. There's something here for you and your team, so listen in. You're listening to the Project Bliss Podcast, where we dive into project management and leadership skills to help you have an amazing career. I'm Lee Espy, project management and career coach with 20 years of experience in project management, working in diverse environments in both the U.S. and abroad. But this podcast is about you and how you can have the most amazing career in project management. This is a career that lets you continue to grow, serve, create, collaborate, and earn a great income while you're doing it. So join me and learn how to level up your career. Okay, when somebody says the word icebreakers, many people think, oh no, this is going to be a dumb game and it's going to be awful. Or let's just get to business. This is a distraction from work. We've got things to do. Now, I'll be the first to admit that when somebody uses the word icebreaker, I get a bit anxious because I don't know what I'm getting into. But let me tell you, there are times when you need an activity that's going to help you build group rapport quickly. And for this reason, I wanted to create a list of team-building icebreakers that you can use for meetings that are actually fun and can help your team get to know one another better or simply help your group get warmed up to have some great conversations whether they're about work or not. Now, I know the term fun is subjective. What's fun to one person may not be fun to somebody else. So I've got a list of lots of different types of activities here. And hopefully, there are a few here that you're willing to give a try when you need one. And you may need some convincing as to why you need to use icebreakers for team building. So here are some of the great benefits of using team building icebreakers in your meetings. Icebreakers help teams bond and build rapport more quickly. They help team members relax, and they can prompt creativity. They can help team members start building trust among one another. You can build team connections among team members that would likely take longer to happen, or they might not happen at all otherwise. And for meetings with remote teams, having an activity that allows the team to bond can help build rapport in teams that don't have the chance to see each other face-to-face otherwise. Now, before we dig into the list of icebreakers, I want to point out that they're not appropriate for every meeting. Here's when you do want to use icebreakers. They can work well if you're in any of the following situations. If you're bringing together a new team that's going to be working together for a while and not everybody knows each other, an icebreaker will help this team bond and build trust. If you're bringing together a team that needs to work together quickly, an icebreaker can help the team members relax and get to know one another better. Bringing together two existing teams that worked together independently but not all together, icebreakers can help in merging these teams. And adding new team members to an existing team with already established relationships, icebreakers can help new team members bond with the team and feel more welcome and included. And they can kickstart creative thinking if you're trying to come up with creative approaches to challenges. Now, it's just as important to know that not every meeting needs icebreaker activities. 
Just like there are great times to use icebreakers, there are also times when they are not appropriate. If your team is meeting to address an urgent situation or crisis, it's time to get down to business. And you've got to focus at the problem at hand. An icebreaker is not needed here. If you're meeting with high-level executives for a formal business meeting, you need to stay focused on the meeting topic and not spend time on icebreakers. Executives have tight schedules, and time is better spent focusing on the business at hand. Okay, now that you know when and when not to use icebreakers, let's get into our list of great icebreakers for meetings. I've got a list of 15 great team-building icebreakers for you. Here we go. The first one is called Take a Picture. This is good for distributed teams or teams with members who work in different physical spaces who aren't all in the same location. Simply ask participants to take a picture of an object in their work area and share it. You'll get all kinds of items like toys, family photos, or if they're working from home, maybe even pictures of pets or kids. This can spark interesting conversation. It tells you a lot more about your team members. You can talk about the items that they're sharing, and the conversations can be really fun. You'll learn a lot more about each other. And another option or another approach is you can ask team members to take a picture of the view out of their window. Another approach is to ask team members to send a picture of their work area. This can also be fun. And if you do this, you might want to ask them to send the picture in advance. This can give them the opportunity to stage their area a bit if they want to. But it can also be a lot of fun. Number two, opening chit-chat. It's really simple, and it may seem common sense, but I personally have a tendency sometimes to start meetings very abruptly. I just want to get straight to work, and I have to remind myself to slow down sometimes. It can be nice to take time at the beginning of a conference call or a face-to-face meeting for a bit of chit-chat and give team members a chance to get to know each other some more and relax and warm up a bit. If you are doing this remotely, encourage the use of video conferencing as much as possible, and it gives it an even more personal touch. I know it's not really a structured activity, but it does give the team some time to relax and get more comfortable with each other, especially if it's a new team. Number three, what are you reading? Ask everyone to tell about some of the books they've been reading recently or they're currently reading. By sharing the books you're reading, you tell something about yourself. Team members are going to find out they have something in common by sharing the types of books they read, or you may even have a mutual favorite book among the group. And bonus, you may learn about some great books to add to your own reading list. Number four, two truths and a lie. I've played this multiple times, and it's still always fun. Have your participants share three pieces of information two facts that are true about them and one that's a lie. And the other players have to guess which statement is the lie. It can help to have team members give you their information or their submissions in advance. It gives them time to think about what they want to submit. And then you run through everything at the time of the meeting, at the beginning of the meeting. It also gives your your participants time to come up with even more creative answers that make it even more fun. I promise you, even if you've played this game several times, it's still a fun one. Number five, would you rather? 
This is simply asking participants, would you rather questions? And they can be revealing and fun. A peer recently led my team through this activity, and it was lighthearted and easy and fun. We all enjoyed it. There was a lot of laughter, a lot of banter, and it was a great way to start our meeting. Here are some questions, some example questions you can use. I have more in the original article, but I'll place some more in the show notes for you too. Would you rather give up your computer or your pet? Would you rather go without talking or without electronics for a month? Would you rather give up your computer forever or TV forever? Would you rather be invisible or be able to read minds? And one more. Would you rather vacation in the mountains or the beach? That might be a simple one for people. Some of them are more thought-provoking, though. Okay, number six. What's your favorite meal? Have everybody tell you about a favorite meal. It could be something they order out or something they prepare themselves. And it might even be a memorable meal they had once in their lives. I remember a meal I had out in Mexico City that was the biggest, most delicious steak I've ever had in my life. I promise you. I was out with friends and the place was a bit posh and we had such a memorable meal there together and we still talk about it. And if people answer with things that they prepare themselves, you may even have others asking for recipes during the session. And that can be fun too. Number seven, time machine. Ask everybody where they'd go if they could climb into a time machine. Which period would they visit? Why would they visit? And is there a significant event that draws them there? Or maybe it's simply something attractive about the time period. Number eight, your worst job. Have each person tell the group about the worst job they've ever had. This can spur fun and lively conversation. Or conversely, there may be some sympathy over some of the experiences that people have had. Let's just hope that nobody in the group says, this one, this is the worst job I've ever had. That wouldn't be so great. Okay, number nine, who is it? Ask each player to write a fact about themselves that others don't yet know on a note card. And then the facilitator collects all the cards, or if you're doing this remotely, you can have team members email submissions in in advance. And then the facilitator can either read out all the answers, or if you are in a room together, the facilitator can take the cards and pass them out and have each person read it out. And as each submission is read aloud, the other participants try to guess who the person is that wrote that fact about themselves. This is a lot of fun, and you're going to learn curious and interesting things about your teammates. Number 10. Simple lead-ins or what do you hope to get from the session? Now, I've used this a lot, particularly with trainings that I've given or work sessions. Have each participant share one piece of information that they hope to get from the meeting or group session. You can also have participants tell about a successful strategy they've used that's related to the type of work you'll be focusing on. And as a result, you're going to have a better understanding of team expectations, and you may even learn about some successful approaches. This helps you focus what you talk about during your session. It can help you make sure that you don't miss any points that people want to get during the session. Okay, back to something more fun, marooned. Number 11. Have each participant 
share which three people they'd choose to have with them if they were deserted on an island and maybe even why. These people can be living or they can be dead or maybe even fictional. You'll have some fun answers like MacGyver or maybe even famous celebrities and even some practical ones like a boat builder. I think that's who I'd want to have if I were stranded on an island. Okay, number 12, life highlights. Have each participant think about the best moments in their lives. And as you look around the table or around the video cameras, if you are doing this remotely, you'll likely see people thinking and smiling to themselves. And then have each person share one of the best moments. And it's a lovely way to start a session and everybody's got a really good feeling, starting on a very positive note. And again, you'll learn something about one another. Number 13, what are you most proud of? Have participants name something they're proud of. It may be an accomplishment, or maybe it's an award they've won, or something difficult they did. They'll be proud to share, and this is another way to get the session off to a positive start. Number 14, tell me something I don't know. Have each person tell the group something that others don't know about them. I've used this one a lot too. It's really easy, and it's always fun you will get sometimes some really crazy answers. I've learned that peers play in bands, they've been in movies, and even a few over the years who were circus performers. Always fun. Number 15, meeting icebreaker questions. Come up with a question that you open the meeting with and ask everyone in the group to individually answer the question. Here are a few. I have a long list in the article, and I will also put some in the show notes. But here are a couple of examples. If you could be an animal, which animal would you be and why? If you could be friends with a famous person, who would you choose and why? What's your favorite book and why? If you could meet any historical figure, who would you choose and why? What's the favorite thing that you own and why? That may be hard for some people to pick. If you could go anywhere on vacation, where would you go and why? There's a long list. You may even be able to come up with some of your own very, very creative questions. One challenge I find with this one is that if you ask the question during the meeting, people may spend more time thinking about what their answer is going to be than listening to one another. So you can give people some time to come up with their answers so that they are able to truly listen to one another, or you can ask the question in advance and have them bring their answer to the session. Okay, that's 15 easy, simple and fun icebreakers that you can use for your next meeting. I hope that this list gave you several that you will be willing to try and that you think will be fun. There are so many icebreakers out there, and these are some of my favorites that I've both led and played as part of a group. They're easy, they're fun, and it seems that even people who say they don't like icebreakers seem to always like these. I've seen people who would groan at the mention of an icebreaker. They're actually laughing and participating and smiling throughout the event. So even people who claim to, not, to dislike icebreakers will like these. Check the original post for more details and projectbliss.net for lots of other information on project management, leadership, and career growth. 
You've been listening to the Project Bliss Podcast with Lee Espy. Thank you for listening. You'll find more information on project management, leadership, and career skills, such as templates, guides, and workbooks on my website at projectbliss.net. And let me know if you have questions or ideas for future topics. Until next time, do good work.